Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast, delivering God's word to you every day, walking with fellow Christians through the entire Bible in one year. Each book of the Bible is read by a different member of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Edmond, Oklahoma, bringing new voices to a timeless story. Let's hear God's word for today. 2 Samuel chapter 1 After the death of Saul, David returned from defeating the Amalekites and stayed in Ziglag two days. On the third day, a man with torn clothes and dust on his head came from Saul's camp. When he came to David, he fell to the ground and paid homage. David asked him, Where have you come from? He replied to him, I've escaped from the Israelite camp. What was the outcome? Tell me, David asked. The troop fled from the battle, he answered. Many of the troops have fallen and are dead. Also, Saul and his son Jonathan are dead. David asked the young man who had brought him the report, How do you know Saul and Jonathan are dead? I happened to be on Mount Gabola, he replied, and there was Saul leaning on his spear. At that very moment, the chariots and the cavalry were closing in on him. When he turned around and saw me, he called out to me, So I answered, I'm at your service. He asked me, Who are you? I told him, I'm an Amalekite. Then he begged me, Stand over me and kill me, for I am mortally wounded, but my life still lingers. So I stood over him and killed him, because I knew that after he had fallen, he couldn't have survived. I took the crown that was on his head and the armband that was on his arm, and I have brought them here to you, my lord. Then David took hold of his clothes and tore them, and all of the men with him did the same. They mourned, wept, and fasted until the evening for those who died by the sword, for Saul, his son Jonathan, the Lord's people, and the house of Israel. David inquired of the young man who had brought him the report, Where are you from? I'm a son of a resident alien, he said. I am an Amalekite. David questioned him, How is it that you are not afraid to lift your hand to destroy the Lord's anointed? Then David summoned one of his servants and said, Come here and kill him. The servant struck him, and he died. For David said to the Amalekite, Your blood is on your own head, because your own mouth testified against you by saying, I killed the Lord's anointed. David sang the following lament for Saul and his son Jonathan. And he ordered that the Judahites be taught the song of the bow. It is written in the book of Jashar. The splendor of Israel lies slain in your heights. How the mighty have fallen. Do not tell it in Gath. Don't announce it in the marketplace of Ashkelon. Or the daughters of the Philistines will rejoice. And the daughters of the uncircumcised will celebrate. Mountains of Gilboa, let no dew or rain be on you or fields of offerings. For the shield of the mighty was defiled, and the shield of Saul no longer anointed with oil. Jonathan's bow never retreated. Saul's sword never returned unstained. From the blood of the slain, from the flesh of the mighty, Saul and Jonathan loved and delightful. They were not parted in life or in death. They were swifter than eagles, stronger than lions, Daughters of Israel, weep for Saul, who clothed you in scarlet with luxurious things, who decked your garments in gold ornaments. 
how the mighty have fallen in the thick of battle. Jonathan lies slain in your heights. I grieve for you, Jonathan, my brother. You were such a friend to me. Your love for me was more wondrous than the love of women. How the mighty have fallen and the weapons of war have perished. 2 Samuel chapter 2 Sometime later, David inquired of the Lord, Should I go to one of the towns of Judah? The Lord answered him, Go. Then David asked, Where should I go? To Hebron, the Lord replied. So David went with his two wives, Anoyam the Jezreelite and Abigail, the widow of Nabal the Carmelite. In addition, David brought the men who were with him, each one with his family, and they settled in the towns near Hebron. Then the men of Judah came, and there they anointed David king over the house of Judah. They told David, It was the men of Jabberlish Gilead who buried Saul. David sent messengers to the men of Jabalish Gilead and said to them, The Lord bless you because you have shown kindness to Saul, your Lord, when you buried him. Now, may the Lord show kindness and faithfulness to you, and I will show the same goodness to you because you have done this deed. Therefore, be strong and valiant, for though Saul, your Lord, is dead, the house of Judah has anointed me king over them. Abner, son of Ner, commander of Saul's army, took Saul's son Ishbosheth and moved him to Mahinam. He made him king over Gilead, Asher, Jezreel, Ephraim, Benjamin, over all Israel. Saul's son Ishbosheth was 40 years old when he became king over Israel. He reigned for two years. The house of Judah, however, followed David. The length of time that David was king in Hebron over the house of Judah was seven years and six months. Abner, son of Ner, and the soldiers Ishbosheth, son of Saul, marched from Mahanaim to Gibeon. So Jacob, son of Jehara, and David's soldiers marched out and met them by the cool of Gibeon. The two groups took up positions on opposite sides of the pool. Then Abner said to Joab, Let the young men get up and compete in front of us. Let them get up, Joab replied. So they got up and were counted off, twelve for Benjamin and Ishbosheth, son of Saul, and twelve from David's soldiers. Then each man grabbed his opponent by the head and thrust his sword into his opponent's side, so they all died together. So this place which is in Gibeon, is named Field of Blades. The battle that day was extremely fierce, and Abner and the men of Israel were defeated by David's soldiers. The three sons of Zeharah were there, Joab, Abishai, and Ashahal. Ashahal was a fast runner, like the one of the wild gazelles. He chased Abner and did not turn to the right or left in his pursuit of him. Abner glanced back and said, Is that you, Ashahal? Yes, it is, Ashahal replied. Abner said to him, Turn to your right or left, seize one of the young soldiers, and take whatever you can get from him. But Ashahal would not stop chasing him. Once again, Abner warned Ashahal, Stop chasing me. Why should I strike you to the ground? How could I ever look your brother Joab in the face? 
But Ashahal refused to turn away, so Abner hit him in the stomach with the butt of his spear. The spear went through his body, and he fell and died there. As they all came to the place where Ashahal had fallen and died, they stopped. But Joab and Abeshai pursued Abner. By sunset, they had gone as far as the hill of Amah, which is the opposite of Gaia, on the way to the wilderness of Gibeon. The Benjaminites rallied to Abner. They formed a unit and took their stand on top of the hill. Then Abner called to Joab, Must the sword devour forever? Don't you realize this will only end in bitterness? How long before you tell the troops to stop pursuing their brothers? As God lives, Joab replied, If you had not spoken up, the troops would have stopped pursuing their brothers until morning. Then Joab blew the ram's horn, and all the troops stopped. They no longer pursued Israel or continued to fight. So Abner and his men marched through Abraha all night. They crossed the Jordan, marched all morning, and arrived at Minahim. When Job had turned his back pursuing Abner, he gathered all the troops. In addition to Ashahel, 19 of David's soldiers were missing. But they had killed 360 of the Benjaminites and Abner's men. Afterward, they carried Ashahal to the father's tomb and at Bethlehem and buried him. Then Joab and his men marched all night and reached Hebron at dawn. 2 Samuel chapter 3 During the long war between the house of Saul and the house of David, David was growing stronger and the house of Saul was becoming weaker. Sons were born to David in Hebron. His first born was Ammonon by Enoam the Jezreelite. His second was Chalib by Abigail, the widow of Nabal the Camelite. The third was Abalsalam, son of Makkah, the daughter of King Tamali of Geshur. His fourth was Ajoni, son of Haggith. The fifth was Sepatiah, son of Abital. His sixth was Erthrium, by David's wife, Egla. These were born to David in Hebron. During the war between the house of Saul and the house of David, Abner kept acquiring more power in the house of Saul. Now Saul had a concubine whose name was Rizpath, daughter of Ahai. And Ishbosheth questioned Abner, Why did you sleep with my father's concubine? Abner was very angry about Ishbosheth's accusation. Am I a dog's head who belongs to Judah? He asked. All this time, I have been loyal to the family of your father, Saul, to his brothers and to his friends, and I haven't betrayed you to David. But now you accuse me of wrongdoing with this woman. May God punish Abner and do so severely if I don't do for David what the Lord swore to him to transfer the kingdom from the house of Saul and establish the throne of David over Israel and Judah, from Dan to Bethsheba. Isbosheth did not dare respond to Abner because he was afraid of him. Abner sent messengers to the representatives to say to David, Whose land is it? Make your covenant with me, and you can be certain I am on your side to turn all Israel over to you. David replied, Good, I will make a covenant with you. However, 
There is one thing I require of you. You will not see my face unless you bring Saul's daughter, Michael, when you come to see me. Then David sent a message to say, Ishbosheth's son, Saul, give me back my wife, Michael. I was engaged to her for the price of a hundred Philistines' foreskins. So Ishbosheth sent someone to take her away from her husband, Palati, son of Leish. Her husband followed her, weeping all the way to borrow him. Abner said, Go back. So he went back. Abner conferred with the elders of Israel. In the past, you wanted David to be king over you. Now take action, because the Lord has spoken concerning David. Through my servant David, I will save my people Israel from the power of the Philistines and the power of all Israel's enemies. Abner also informed the Benjaminites and went to Hebron to inform David about all that was agreed on in Israel and the whole house of Benjamin. When Abner and twenty men came to David at Hebron, David held a banquet for him and his men. Abner said to David, Let me now go, and I will gather all of Israel to my lord the king. They will make a covenant with you, and you will reign over all you desire. So David dismissed Abner, and he went in peace. Just then, David's soldiers and Joab returned from a raid and brought a large amount of plunder's good with them. Abner was not with David in Hebron, because David had dismissed him, and he had gone in peace. When Joab and his whole army arrived, Joab was informed, Abner, son of Ner, came to see the king, and the king dismissed him, and he went in peace. Joab went to the king and said, What have you done? Look here, Abner came to you. Why did you dismiss him? Now he's getting away. You know that Abner, son of Ner, came to deceive you and to find out about your military activities and everything you're doing. And then Joab left David and sent him messengers after Abner. They brought him back from the well of Sahar, but David was unaware of it. When Abner returned to Hebron, Joab pulled him aside to the middle of the city gate, as if to speak to him privately. And there, Job stabbed him in the stomach. So Abner died in revenge of the death of Ashel, Joab's brother. David heard about it later and said, I and my kingdom are forever innocent before the Lord concerning the blood of Abner, son of Ner. May it hang over Job's head and his father's whole family. And may the house of Joab never be without someone who has a discharge of skin disease or a man who can only work a spindle, or someone who falls by the sword or starves. Joab and his brother Abishai killed Abner because he had put their brother Ashahel to death in the battle of Gibeon. David then ordered Joab and all the people who were with him, tear your clothes, put on sackcloth, and mourn over Abner. And King David walked behind the coffin. When they buried Abner in Hebron, the king wept aloud at Abner's tomb. All the people wept, and the king sang a lament for Abner. Should Abner die as a fool dies? Your hands were not bound, your feet not placed in bronze shackles. You fell like one who falls victim to criminals. 
and all the people wept over him even more. Then they came to urge David to eat food while it was still day. But David took an oath. May God punish me and do so severely if I taste bread or anything else before sunset. All the people took note of this, pleased them. In fact, everything the king did pleased them. On that day, all the troops and all Israel were convinced that the king had no part in the killing of Abner, son of Ner. Then the king said to his soldiers, You must know that a great leader has fallen in Israel today. As for me, even though I am not the anointed king, I have little power today. These men, the sons of Zerhari, are too fierce for me. May the Lord repay the evildoer according to his evil. Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 36. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. After dismissing the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Well into the night, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat was already some distance from land, battered by the waves because the wind was against them. Jesus came toward them walking on the sea very early in the morning. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. Immediately Jesus spoke to them, Have courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter answered him, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. And climbing out of the boat, Peter started walking on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, caught hold of him, and said to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those in the boat worshipped him and said, Truly, you are the Son of God. When they had crossed over, they came to the shore at Gennesaret. When the men of that place recognized him, they alerted the whole vicinity and brought to him all who were sick. They begged him that they might only touch the end of his robe, and as many as touched it were healed. This has been the Bible 365 Podcast, a production of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Edmond, Oklahoma in collaboration with Cinematic Waves, TV and film post-production studios. The Christian Standard Bible is copyright 2017 by Holman Bible Publishers, used by permission. Having heard the word for today, may the same Holy Spirit who inspired scripture now inspire faith in you to live each day as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Love God, love one another, and love your neighbor.